Tonight we were at the uh, Seagull Center. We got to witness one of the Richmond um, High Schools winning state championship again. Amen. For the third time in a row, state champions. Amen. By way of John Marshall. So we just had a good time in that. I mean, can, can you tell a little the difference in here on today? I don't know. I mean, even when, when I think when Morris came up, I don't know if it was the, the, the spring suit that he got on. And, <laughs> Gave him all that boldness or amen or what. But I'm just going to tell you that that hour that we lost because we spring forward, that's the hour that I normally would have been at the gym. Y'all get that a little bit. Y'all get that a little bit. Amen. But we're going we're gonna to jump on in this word. Those of you who have your Bibles, look at 1 Samuel 30. When you found it, if you can stand. Amen. First Samuel 30. And I know many of you are looking around, trying to figure out where my right hand at today. Amen. Amen. They had to have a PTO day. Took a PTO day. But but you know, I look at it like this. Any of y'all ever had a you ever had an Oreo? Oreo cookie? You know? When, when, when she's not here, it's like you got the Oreo cookie and you open it. And the icing is missing. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's how it feels like today. Amen. But <laughs> she took a PTO day. That's why she's not here. Amen. First Samuel 30. Yeah, chapter 30, beginning with verse 6. Amen. And David was greatly distressed when the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all of the people were grieved, every man for his own sons and for his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar, the priest, Amalek's son, I, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought thither the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. God, we thank you. For this moment, give us understanding. Teach us now. Father God, remove any distraction in this place. Somebody who may have had a hardened heart or a closed mind, open it, Lord God, now that we might receive what you would have us to have in this hour, in this season. Lord, speak to us that we might be spoken to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You know, uh, yesterday, I'm going to tell you real quick. They have these dealers on almost every corner. These dealers on almost every corner. And you know, the Bible says to abstain from the appearance of evil, right? And I ain't gonna lie. I tried. Tried real hard. But them little girls are fast. When they came after me with them cookies. <laughs> I got five boxes. <laughs> and little did I know that when you buy five boxes, they sign you up where you can enter a contest to get five cases. So they got me. <laughs> Amen. But nevertheless, I, I just, it, it's, you can't resist it. I mean, they fast. I tried. But anyway, I believe there's a word from God. I, I, I just believe in this season there's some people uh, some folk that may be going through some things. You may feel isolated. You may feel by yourself. And sometimes it's not that fe just a feeling. 
Sometimes that's your reality. That you're just by yourself. That there's just nobody you feel like you can call on. And let's really be honest and be clear. You can have best friends. You can have spouses. You can have great pastor. You can have a great counselor. But still there be times in your life where it's just you. And sometimes I love the analogy that somebody once said. They said sometimes it's like you're in a dark room uh, in, in a black suit looking for a black cat. And, and sometimes it just feels that way. And so I was just, as I was in my prayer, I said, give me a word that will speak to that. And in this word it said, David had to encourage himself. Why in the world would somebody with all these people at his beck and call, multiple wives and friends and uh, people at his, at his command would have to encourage himself? Well, let's just look at the timeline. The word of God says that, that, that uh, something had happened where they came into the camp, took everybody from the camp, including his family and his people, and left him by himself. What does that say? That no matter how close and connected you are to God, bad things can still happen to you. I know I'm talking to the right crowd. People might not admit it. I don't care how saved y'all. I don't care how long you've been coming to church. I don't care how, how loud your song is or how good your praise is. There will be times in your life where bad things will happen to you. And sometimes they not only happen to you, they happen around you, which in turn affect you. You know what I'm talking about. You'd, you'd have been to, went to work and, and somebody just ready to dump the coffee down the sink or flip the table over. You ain't had nothing to do with what's going on with them. They, they just had a bad day, a bad week. They want to take it out on everybody. It had nothing to do with you, but that can affect how you experience your day. Bad things just happen to good people. And I was just reminded that, that we need to understand that no matter how close and connected we are to God, no matter how much we try, that look, you, look you, ever, you ever been in a situation where you just been having a good week, a good month, and, and then, I don't know, you got somewhere to go and you got there and you're tired flat or something? Or something crazy, or you look and notice your windshield's cracked, or just something happened, and then it momentarily throws you off. Because things just happen to people. It's not ever about what happens to you. It's about how you react to it. You, you can't control sometimes circumstances. You can't control situations. You can't control people around you. A lot of times, if we're honest, sometimes we have a hard time controlling ourselves. But what you can do is control how you respond. You don't have to show up to every party you're invited to. And let me say, every confrontation, every conflict, you don't have to show up. It's not a point of, of always having to get the last word in, always trying to have to be right all the time. Sometimes it's good to just let things be. Sometimes when you mess with it, y'all better, better remember that old saying, sometimes you better leave well enough alone. And so David found himself in a place where he was by himself. We find that in verses 1 through 6. All the people who were around him had been taken away. But watch this. What did he do? This mighty man of valor. This mighty man of God. This is why I'm going to give you the second point. 
It's okay to cry. I know everything. I'm talking to a lot of the men now. A lot of times you don't want to shed those tears. You you don't you don't want to let down. You don't want to let your defenses down. You say you're too vulnerable or you're too weak. It's right here. These men who had been fighting might have been a battle. Threw their hands up because so much had happened to them. The people they loved were gone. Didn't know what else to do. Matter of fact, it said they cried so much they had no more tears. They just cried because that's all they knew to do. Some of us, if we're honest tonight or today, we, we really need to go home and just let out a good cry. We've been holding it in. We've been holding it in. We've been fighting this battle and seeming like we're just shadow boxing and we're not landing anywhere and, and we're not getting anywhere. We seem to be stuck uh, in, in, in the mud. Anybody ever been stuck? You, you, you realize sometimes that when you're stuck and you continue to hit the gas, you allow yourself to get deeper into that situation. The hole becomes deeper, but you're still hitting the gas, trying to go forward. Sometimes you just have to stop and pause and, and allow God to minister. Sometimes it's through your tears. I'm going to tell you right now, some people are going to agree with me after I'm saying, but you ain't never thought about it this deep. Sometimes the best prayer that you can ever pray comes by way of your tears. Amen. Yeah, because, because you don't know what to say. You just know that the moment has overtaken you You're in, in your frustration or in your pain or, 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 or whatever is going on. And that little tear, it start rolling down your eye. And God recognizes it in that moment that you begin to cry. And, 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 and that's what they did in this moment. What else could they do? They didn't know what to do. And they cried. They let it out. It's a part of being human. It's a part of who we are. How dare we try to act like we can't cry. Men, men are famous for this. Got to get away. Can't let nobody tear coming out. I got to hear up white. Can't let, can't, let nobody, can't let nobody see me be weak. Can't be crying up in here. And, and, and But sometimes you just got to let it out. This is one of the things that we counsel people when, when they're going through grief. They don't. They want to act so big and like they got it all together for everybody. They don't want to let anybody see that they have a moment that the tears are coming. Well, there's grieving, and then there's healthy grief, and there's a process that goes with all of it. And that's just one example of how we try to hide and mask what we're going through because we don't want anybody to see it. But they cry. Because that's where they were at. But watch this. After he couldn't get what he needed from everybody else, David had a little talk with himself. Had a little talk with God. And he encouraged himself. What does that look like? What does that mean? Especially when you've got people, you, you ever sometimes know you got a lot of people when you call them, and like it seems like when you need them most, they don't answer the phone? Yeah. Or, or, or they're always busy? Or they're always blowing you off? Or putting you off? Never got time? And then so sometimes, I never, I never forget, I had a situation when I, when I, when I, when I was uh, uh, younger. And, uh, uh I don't know, I think I was in probably the fifth grade, getting ready to go to the sixth grade, and I was up in a tree and just doing what we do. I was with the Boy Scouts, and I wanted to jump out that bad boy, and I put my arm on the branch, and the branch broke, so I fell, ooh, 
broke both my arms at the same time. Yeah, and the reason I'm telling this story is because what I, I was, I was, everybody, you know, was I was, I was always kind of popular. So everybody was like, "Oh, we help you, we help you, we do this, that, and the other." And, and I never forget, uh, probably about on the first day back to school, and I'm sitting up there uh, trying to carry my bags, and somebody was helping me, but then the bell rang. It was time to end the school, and they need to get their bus. My bag's on the floor. <laughs> and they gone. And I'm still up here like this here with them cast on. Trying to figure out what you got to do. But I went ahead and got it. Because not only do you, sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you got to do the work by yourself. <laughs> and so in that moment at an early age, I realized that sometimes you can be popular. Got a lot of friends. People who say, we're going to help you. We got your book bag. We got your chapel keeper. Then when the bell rung, all my stuff on the floor. <laughs> but I still needed to get there. But watch this. I probably didn't get there as fast as I wanted to. I didn't get there with the help I thought I deserved. But I got there. So I'm trying to encourage somebody that when you know you got something to do and somewhere to be, you might not get there as fast as you want because some things might happen you didn't account for. But as long as you keep, keep on moving, keep your focus, you're going to get there. But you got to... See, see, the problem with some of us, why, why some of us, and, 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 and let me back up. Because I really wanted to, to, to make this a series. This is Encourage Yourself. But I really wanted to put it in a series called Lessons for Leaders. Amen. And let me help you with understanding a leader. You don't necessarily have to be a leader in the church. But if you are a parent, aunt, uncle, godfather, godmother, any of those things, you are a leader. And so therefore you've got people watching you and, and looking at you. And, and, but, but let me help you in the church that when you have a voice and a responsibility, then, 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 then there's some certain work and things that you have to do. And if nobody's following you, then you're not a leader. You're just somebody who's taking a walk. Because leadership requires you to encourage yourself. Why am I saying that? I don't care if you're the pastor, associate minister, deacon, deaconess, trustee, whatever office you sit in, somebody is going to try you. Somebody's going to try to get under your skin. Now, hey, you always got two choices. You pack up and hightail it, or you can stay. I ain't say fight. You can stay and work it out. And sometimes, sometimes, the encouragement that you get from yourself is going to be the difference in whether I stay or whether I go. That's if you want to do what's right. I always give the disclaimer. You're free to do whatever you want to do. But if you want to honor God and be closer to God, here it is. It's a script for this. It's a script for this. It's just like you're talking about singing that song, God gives me my prescription. Well, the problem with most of us, we don't follow the direction. We don't. The, the prescription is written for a reason. 
I'm going to give you another example why it's important to, to, to have a close relationship with God. That's what David was doing. David had to have this talk with God, and then we're going to get without he had to get with the priest, to get with the ephod, in order to get the word that he needed. Watch this. I had a lesson about two weeks ago. God gives me sermons in everyday life. God gives you sermons in everyday life. I had a vehicle that was overdue for an inspection. It's overdue for an inspection. Don't be looking at me like you always take your <laughs> car to get inspected on time. So, so the car had passed this, had passed the date, and then I realized it. I said, "Well, every year I go, I don't drive it that much, so no problem. Take it on down, go to the thing. Car had a little click to it, you know. Been doing that for years, no big issue. Been getting passes and everything. And and I said, I'm gonna take it." Drop it off like I always do. They're going to call me. Boom. Pay my little 20 bucks. Get the sticker. Oh, but the next day, God called me up. He said, hey, you do a windshield wipers. He said, hey, tires dry ride. Hey, you need a motor mount. Hey, you need a tire rod. This guy, wait a minute. And I said to myself, that's interesting. I drive it. Now, I'm no mechanic. This is where this is important. I'm not a mechanic. Don't claim to be. So I don't always know what's going on under the hood. So when I took my vehicle that is always in my possession, that I look at every day, when I took it to the professional and the one who can put it together, take it apart and put it back together again, they saw things that I didn't and put the rejection sticker on my car. Once I got the things fixed, once I got everything where it needed to be, I got the state sticker. Y'all miss your shot. Because what's wrong with us and what we find here with David, David could not find what he needed in his friends. He could not find it in himself. But once he went to the father who created him and said, what do I need to do? He said, I've got to encourage myself. And not only that, because he went back to the creator, God said, now you can go after them and you shall win. So some of you, look, you've been riding around with your rejection sticker way too long. Because God has been telling you certain things is not right in your life. Certain things you're doing that you keep doing that you know is wrong, that you need to get fixed. But you keep doing it. And trust me and believe there's a whole lot of people that are okay riding around with a two and three and four year old state sticker or a rejection sticker because they don't care about doing what's right. They just want to get back. Yeah, yeah. So I, I ain't talking to them. I ain't talking to them. You know, you're going to always have folk that just don't care. But to those who want to elevate, those who want to be current, those who want to be in the right gear, this word is for you. You got to encourage yourself. So then after David encouraged himself, watch this. This, this is what's amazing. Uh, uh, the word of God says, go ahead after them. And you're going to overtake them and reclaim. Yes. Yes. See, see, some of us spend way too much time trying to reclaim what ain't meant for us. Amen. 
God said, go ahead, get this. This is for you. I want you to go get it. But think about it in your life. The places, people, and things you are around. That you keep wanting to be around you, but God's trying to separate you from it. I talk to people about relationships all the time, and this is what's amazing to me. Do you know how many people are in a, a toxic relationship, and then when the person tries to leave them, they try to figure out what they did wrong and how they need to go after them? And you know what I say to them? You didn't just sit here and spend 20 minutes telling me this person calls you names, this person don't buy your birthday present, this person don't want to take you out to dinner. Uh -oh. This person calls you out, out your name. This person don't treat your kids with no respect. This person is just foul. I said, so if you go after them and you get them, what do you really have? Because when it is real, when it is genuine, when it is true, it does not cause that level of heartache. Oh, but you will keep on trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And you know what we had, what would happen when little when 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 little Johnny would do that back in kindergarten? It's funny because when he took that square peg and he would smush it through the round hole, we would say, "Little Johnny." He sure ain't smart, but he sure was strong. <laughs> Sometimes, you got to encourage yourself if you want to go where God wants you to go. If you want to have what God wants you to have. Because sometimes the devil didn't take it. God removed it. And there's a difference. Let us stand half feet. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you laugh and pray every day. If you need to get in touch with us for any reason, email us at gbbcpastor, the number one, at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. You can comment about how well you are enjoying the messages uh, that we're giving you. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a great day. Stay safe.